Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right, and to avoid lazy negativity, we have decided to make this episode a drinking game. Just this episode. We've never done this before. Anytime you hear this sound, it means that we have said something negative about the film, so we have to take a drink. That'll keep Mm -hmm. us positive, people. Yep, so pour yourselves a glass. And let's uh, jump on the horse. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dave's back to the gigantic uh, liter mug of beer. Well, that they he keep has making two and a half hour movies. I need to. I need to get through this. Yeah, and our movie next week is a two and a half hour movie too. <laughs> so great. Yeah, uh, we're doing do it next week, people. All right. Um, we are talking about the last duel. What is the last mm. duel? Are you asking? So is everyone else. It's the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie where they decided to co-write another script. And then they realized what the subject matter was. They asked a woman to help them out, please. Uh, Based on a true story. We'll get into it. It's directed by Ridley Scott. First time Scott and Damon have teamed up since The Martian, in which Ridley Ridley Scott has brought a lot of his team, including his cinematographer from The Martian back. Great cast. The story we'll have to talk about in detail soon. But before Mm -hmm. we get into The Last Duel... Dave. Shout outs. You I'm going to shout some people out. I'll shout the people shout out. Outs. John is not with us today, but that's okay because I'll shout our people out. Carlos Barozzo is our beer sponsor. That's right. C Barozzo Bar 2019 on Instagram. Give him a follow. That is C B A R O Z Z O 2019 on Instagram. And the music is provided by the artist Dasein. If you like that music, you really want it for your student film, well, it's free. I think I think you could use it. <laughs> it's free maybe, for maybe, us. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe check the distribution rights on yeah, it, but yeah. uh, it's. <laughs> soundcloud.com slash dasign dash artist that is dasign d-a-s-e-i-n dash artist on soundcloud there are probably other dasigns they suck there are there are there are a ton of them it took like incidentally in case we got anything any of this wrong we have a link tree just uh look up the link tree on any of our socials including this episode yeah go check out the link tree it'll show you everything Please like, subscribe, follow. It's been a while since we've had a good review. Well, it's been a while since we've had a meaningful review. Bad reviews. Yes. We'll take the heat. Please give us a review to help us out with we that algorithm. We haven't had bad reviews either. We've, we've got a, well, I think we have like two one stars on like Apple Podcasts, but they didn't leave a review. I'm like, what kind of dick does that? What kind tell of dick it, does that? Tell us why we suck. Was that me? What is it? Um, <laughs> in, <laughs> oh my God, I forgot the TV show. Um, it doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, people, as always, we start spoiler free. This is a very interesting movie when it comes to spoilers, so I'm curious to see, Dave, how we handle it. But we always start spoiler-free, so if you haven't seen this movie yet and you want to know what our initial takes are so that you could go to the theater or hope it goes to a streaming service near you pretty soon, you can just follow along for 10 minutes and we'll tell you when you can head on your way. And then at the end of this episode, we'll give you our shout-outs of what we've been doing this week as far as other content. There's a little a little bit of Disney news that just dropped related to some of their slate that maybe we can Ooh, bring up. Yeah. IATSE avoided a strike. There's a lot that we could talk about about but our recommendations coming up after our segment but i think it's time for us to officially get into our featured segment which is our conversation about the last duel which just came out in theaters this past friday october Mm. 15th i'm doing math backwards (laughs) october 15th (laughs) october 15th this came out worldwide release well at least national and not a lot of people saw it but you know we're here to talk about it it, what was it four mil in its opening night yeah. That's that's not a lot. Halloween Kills and, did fifty. I, I, yeah, I also um, I, I went and saw this in AMC Prime. Yeah, which is what they do when they don't have Dolby Cinema but still want to charge you like twenty six bucks. Okay. 
So like there's, but again, it made me think because I, I looked up the specs of this and it was like edited in, like it was basically colored in Dolby Vision and it was edited in Dolby Atmos. So why was there not a Dolby Cinema release? Did they just not have faith in it? Was Dolby, what was in the Dolby Cinema? Was it the Bond movie still from last week? I Actually, I didn't look at that. That's a good question. But uh, yeah, was, I mean, it was probably Halloween Kills. It could have been Halloween. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure their sound. Because this, this one was also listed on their Artisan films, which I know oh, yeah. probably puts a lot of people off going and seeing it, which is a shame. Everybody who didn't go see this movie was like, it's because, uh, you know, it's Artisan films. Yeah, it's, it's got that gold board around it. I'm looking at that now. I want to, oh, my God. Let's, this go, let's, go watch, let's go watch some teenagers get murdered instead. <laughs> All right, people. So even though nobody went and saw this movie except for us, although my, my theater was pretty crowded and I saw it on Thursday night. So I actually yeah. saw it, you know. I, I saw it Friday afternoon. I had about 12, 25, 30 people in the audience with me. And that's not bad for a Friday afternoon. Oh, that's probably about what I had for Thursday night. The the pre, I don't know what they call those Thursday night openings for weekends nowadays. But okay. Dave, let's get into it. All right. Now, I hmm. as far as the spoilers, I kind of think that there are some like, I went in cold on this movie. I'm going to say that is yeah. part of my setup. So I literally knew nothing about this. I didn't know what the duel was about. I didn't know who was dueling. I didn't know anything other than the cast. And then you and John said, John was the one who recommended this. And of course, he's not here. Um, so I just went and called. And I actually thought that it was a really cool way of engaging with this movie. So I would highly recommend if anybody really wants to see this movie, mm. download this episode. Give us a review. <laughs> tell all your <laughs> friends. Find us on the link tree. And then save this episode for when you come back. If you know for sure you're going to see this movie. Because I think going in cold was really cool for me. Because yeah. what, the, what the duel is about and the form, the, the, the storytelling format, I think, are not real spoilers. But it was cool that I didn't know when they, what they were. Which we're going to talk about yeah. more in a second. And I mean, 10 minutes into the film, you still kind of don't know what's going on. I so. mean, like... <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean that's I, no, that's that's a serious thing. It's, it's like it's they, true. It is. It is like you. They don't hint at it. They spend time building the characters. I had no fucking idea until it until a, a, a very obvious section. I went, oh fuck! I had no. I was like an hour into the movie. I had no idea. Anyway, um, so if you're going in cold, so now we'll answer like the we'll we'll start to tell a little bit more about the form. But let me just give you the the brief synopsis here. Well, as I said, the the movie is directed by Ridley Scott, who you may know, who has directed everything from way in the past, like Gladiator, to way in the future, like Alien and Prometheus and The Martian and a million other things, including Thelma and Louise. He has range, people. Matt Damon <laughs> and Adam Driver co-adapted this screenplay with Nicole Holofcener. Did I say that correctly, Dave? Oh, God, I hope so, because... Yeah, she did. I really hope I really job. hope I did that correctly because yes, yeah. Nicole Hall of Center. So the three of them co-adapted the screenplay based on the book, the real based on a true story book by Eric Jaeger, who just for just for reference, I listened to a podcast about this book that Eric Jaeger was a part of. So he was able to fill in some of the historical context, which, because after I saw this movie, I was like, I don't know how I'm talking about this movie. I need, I need some resources <laughs> yeah. here. And I was happy to have that access. So I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll tell a little bit about that. So yes, this is based on a true story that takes place in the 14th century. That is the 1300s in France, specifically in Normandy, France. Yes, that Normandy. Um, and here is the brief-ish synopsis. King Charles VI declares that knight Jean de Carreau settle his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a duel. 
Another IMDb misleading quote yeah, here. Yeah, that, that is nothing like what happens in also, the it's, movie. Also, it's not his choir. Yeah. So so Matt Damon and Adam Driver, not Ben Affleck. And I was thinking for a while. Was like, like the intern wrote that, didn't they? Yeah, right. I was <laughs> I was thinking for a while, why is it that Ben Affleck is not playing Adam Driver's role? Why does he let Matt Damon be the leads in all of their movies? I, I think I wrote down that he's a cuck. I was like, Ben Affleck is Matt Damon's cuck. Like, this is ridiculous. And then I realized... <laughs> And then I everyone, realized, go, everyone don't yeah. look that up <laughs> do not type that into google and then i realized and then i realized oh ben affleck good choice good choice yeah ben. okay so anyway squire is not what we think of when we think of like british medieval squires which are essentially assistants to knights or perhaps even knights in training but usually not wealthy possibly like family you know people are right on the cusp of nobility Mm. that have their sons um live work with a knight and that's their job with being a squire that is not what this is this is just the title that means you're not a peasant you're not noble most squires were essentially um uh, uh fighters for hire so they would go out into battles not not proper wars necessarily but but they would earn money fighting and then they would go back home and, and help their family keep their little estates. So that's what Matt, Matt, Matt Damon and Adam Driver's characters did. Um, Adam Driver's character, Jacques Legree, became um, he, he became in with sort of like their governor type, which is Ben Affleck's character. I forget the, the, the French term that they use. This is one where mm. they sort of use British accents, and then the French comes yeah, out of nowhere, it's, and you're like... It's, it's neutral American. Um, they call it neutral. It's what happens when Americans try to do Shakespeare. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, that's that's the accent they use. So yeah, don't go in looking for a French accent. Only like, like two of them turn up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so anyway, somehow, even though Matt Damon's dad was a captain and uh, and was you know keeping a huge estate, somehow Adam Driver by befriending their by befriending Ben Affleck, who kind of looks like the lead in Metallica in this movie, all of a sudden he starts not only rising to power quicker than Matt Damon, but he ends up taking things that belong to Matt Damon, including property and including titles. Yada, yada, yada. I guess they they become... They, they become feudal. They they start to have some mm. some battles, and, and then that's jo- about as far as we can go before kicking in the spoiler. Yeah, yeah. And then Jodie Comer, <laughs> I should say, is is married to Matt Damon. Jodie Comer is having a year, Dave. She has now been in she your favorite movie of the year, year, I believe, or one of your favorite movies of the year. Yeah, Free Guy. Yeah, she's already yes. an Emmy winner. She's only twenty eight. So I, I've heard some people calling this is her Margot Robbie year, where Margot Robbie just went from you never heard of her to a huge A list movie star in like two years. This mm-hmm. is Jodie Comer's Margot Robbie year, and not undeserved either. I mean forget about awards and stuff i'm glad this movie came out early so we don't have to worry about awards but what she does in this movie is is something mm. that only a couple right, people gonna, in this world can yeah i'm gonna talk about that in detail in a minute all right so maybe i was that, that that's my setup because I, I really do think the form is kind of spoilery so we can get into that in a second but mm. it's france 1300s friendship that turns into feud jody comer's matt damon's wife Ben Affleck is sort of this governor type um, lord of of of, um, right. of Normandy. So, getting to the chase, what did you think? Mm. Did this did this do it for you? Yeah, no, it did it for me. This did it for me. It really it really made me think a lot. I was entertained during it. I think this was a a, a stunning film, even though it was gritty. Um, they yeah. didn't they didn't try to make it look too pretty. There was rough. There was a there was a, Dude, a, I'll, a horse I'll tell fucking you. scene that was very oh, graphic. Oh my god! <laughs> there was some, so they definitely sorry. Mm. They definitely. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's like a pretty film, like Outlander or something like that. It's very gritty, but it it really. I think I think they did a great job. Yeah, 
I, I agree. I I went in not ex- I expected to have to battle my way through this, and it like it's not a spectacular film. It's a very contained film, but it's it is compelling. Like once you settle into the story, you are hooked. Yeah, and also like in in these like like for instance, Lord of the Rings or you know some of the other like medieval stuff. Oh they, my god, you they talk about to, Lord of the Rings on the day John's not here. This is so. Funny. They, they tend it's the only safe time to do it. They intend <laughs> they tend to use like the big sweeping like shots and the the camera angles and the big castles and all that like setup stuff. None of that happens in this. Like the castle is there, but you are focused dead in on these people. You're in their story. It's all, I, I actually said uh, when I got, when I got out of it, I'm like Ridley Scott should come up with a fucking warning. Mm-hmm. It's like your story better be on point because that's how we're shooting this movie. We're telling your story. So if you if you've got if you've left something out of the story, it's going to show because we're not relying on any tricks. He's just he's just all about telling a story on film. Yeah. Shit. So you so you give it the approval. So to anybody, I, I yeah, I actually really enjoyed this. So to anybody here who who is is convinced that they're going to see this movie, that's two thumbs up from us to go see this movie. Yeah. We should send them on their way. I, and you, not, you don't the, have to worry about COVID because almost no one's in the theater. Almost nobody is in the theater, yeah. people. This movie was a $100 million budget and it made and it just, 4.5 yeah. and the trailer, the, the trailer is terrible. The trailer, it does not make you want to see the movie at all and it certainly does not do the film justice. Yes, and the subject matter is very adult. So even though it's yes. not, like, yeah, there's some war scenes. They, but we should fairly warn, we should warn that. Yeah, so so <laughs> there's, there's we're, we're not giving much away, but there is some graphic content that does come up and definitely made some people in the theater. By that, I mean me, <laughs> squeamish. Um, but it's important, and I think they do a very, very, very good job. So I think if you're going to see this movie, or even if you're just going to wait for it to come out on release, um, you, have our, you have our approval. Mm. All right, should we get into it? Let's get into it. We're gonna right. we're gonna ruin this now. All right. So, Dad, if you are cutting your lawn, turn oh this get, get off. Get back from the microphone. Get back from the microphone. <laughs> he said we spoiled you, some of Bond for him, and I was like, you've, oh, you've fuck. just you've just made him swing. Like we we yelled spoilers from the rooftop. I mean, if you we don't need it, to, we don't need to shame. He's probably busy. He's probably doing something. But yes, this is the uh-huh. spoiler section. This is the spoiler section. Okay. If you're watching the video, we've even got a little alarm thing down the bottom. So, okay. So we're in the spoilers now. We're in the spoilers now. Should I just say what the duel is about and then backtrack from yes. there? Okay, so this, this is this is where we go. Okay. The spoiler. The spoiler is the um I don't mean to talk now. This is so this is the hardest part about the movie is that we are now <laughs> buzzing so, you for milking a gag. <laughs> so it we we are two straight white men, but this movie is about a rape. And so hmm. this movie is not only about a rape, the book that this movie was based on was was written by a white straight man the director of this movie is a white straight man two of the producer writers are straight white men thankfully they they did bring in a woman for a woman's point of view and they have other female um, that was a genius thing to do they, i mean they really had to so even if it's mm. just such good subject matter on its own th- because this leads into the format i'm not just saying this like like men can't talk about rape, even though I think I think yeah. everybody can agree this is a time where listening is probably better for okay. for men. We should we should point out how it approaches it as well, because well, basically yeah, basically this this story is told three times, mm-hmm. and each time it's told, it's told from the perspective of one of the protagonists. So you see the characters differently depending on who's who's telling the story. They act differently. Yeah. Scenes are different. Some scenes are longer. Some scenes have things that you miss the first time. So and it's it's like almost like a fill in the gaps and like so the first scene 
is told from like Matt Damon's character's point of view and the second scene is told from Adam Driver's character's point of view and then we get Jodie Comer's version. And that... I just want to talk about the choice on that really quick and not just to say that like, oh yes, men figured out how to talk about this subject matter. But mm. I, first of all, I, I remember taking note and being like, okay, so we're in 18, 1385 and then we go back to 1370 because it opens with um, them preparing for the duel. So it's like, okay, it looks like it's going to be Matt Damon versus Adam Driver in the duel. And then they go back in time. And I was like, okay, cool. So they're going to do a, how did we get here? I get it. And then the time started moving very fast, really yes. fast, which is good for everybody because sometimes stories get really dragged out. But all of a sudden it's like five or six set pieces and that's Matt Damon's story. And you're like, holy shit, we're already at the duel. What's going to happen? And then Jodie Comer, Jody Comer says, I've been raped. Cut back and it's Adam Driver's point of view. Go back in time, pretty much just like that. And it's like, there's a little bit more because they decide what to do about it. But that that's for the sake of this conversation, it goes back and now it's Adam Driver's point of view. And I couldn't help. I I confess. I was curious about Adam Driver's perspective, even though it it seems like he could have committed this very, very serious and heinous crime. I'm like, well, what is his perspective? And then when Jody Comer's point of view comes in in the round three. My fucking brain, I didn't even think that they would show her point of view because history of this kind of stuff was always told by the men's mm -hmm. point of view because it was written by the men's point of view. It was edited by men, like men, men, men everywhere. And when it came to her point of view, I was like, oh my God, what a fucking idiot am I that I didn't think. So there are probably going to be some people- one of the points of the story. So there, there are going to be people who just say, why do we care about Matt Damon and Adam Driver's point of view? We, just, we should just have a movie about Marguerite who is Jodie Comer's character. Why do we mm. care about anybody else's point of view? She's the only thing that matters. And that's an argument. That's a valid argument. They didn't do that, and the book doesn't do that. And one thing that it does, if you really bide your time, is it makes you second-guess everything about these two guys. So I think it does get there. So hopefully everybody else has... has I don't want to say has patience because that sounds like that sounds rude, but they have they they allow themselves to get angered by these two guys. Even Matt Damon's character, who is the noble wife who's standing mm. up beside his wife, ultimately he's still kind of a shitty, you know, masochistic uh, chauvinist. And Jodie Comer's point of view by the end, it's just like you're just fucking furious. You feel for her so much, and this movie yeah. was very successful. And you don't you don't actually see her trial until it gets to her point of view. The the guys aren't really focused on the trial uh, either, and it it was. Like, because they they put her through the trial, and the questions she gets asked in the trial are absolutely heinous, uh, based on like false assumptions of like actual science and all that bullshit. Yeah. But it's I I found it very curious that like each of these stories is weighed to make the teller the uh, the hero. Like Matt Damon is the proud knight mm -hmm. in his version of the story. Uh, Adam Driver he basically sees himself as the smartest person in the room, no matter what room he's in, and everyone around him is an idiot. He sees like. Ben Affleck as a, a drunken buffoon who can't manage his money. He sees Matt Damon as a complete fucking whiner who can't get his shit together. Yeah. Um, and then because of those like embellishments, it almost makes you question whether she's embellishing her story. And that's, the, and that's the genius part because then you get to the trial and she's like trying to tell the truth and they point out, Basically, it's a, a huge affront to how like sexual assault victims are treated today, and by they trick you into questioning her story just a little bit, and then you realize you're doing it, and it's like, oh, that's shitty. So, if anything, this movie's teaching you a lesson at the same time. I hope so. I hope that's what people take away mm. from it. I did, and and I really don't 
I, I've been thinking a lot about the fact that this was primarily straight white men playing to me, straight white man. So I was like, I, I really hope that I'm seeing it from the full point of view, because mm. I, I do agree that it would be great to just get the Marguerite story. But in this case, watching even Matt Damon's character get cut down to size by Jodie Comer's point of view in that. And also just just knowing a little bit more about the, the history in that this 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 sounds I don't know how this sounds, but the the record of this event was actually from Paris. It was actually from the royal establishment documented her testimony. And that's the only reason we know about this, because there's no manuscript anywhere else about this. It's only the court documents is how this story was has lived on in the, in the hundreds yeah. and hundreds of years, because most of these cases especially when it turns into nobility. So even though Adam Driver was a squire, he was now a landowner and he actually took a captaincy and Matt Damon was a knight. So you have a captain and a knight, you have major landowners, you have nobility. And they, the reason that this is called the last duel, and they mentioned this in the movie, although they're a little vague on it, apparently a hundred years before this duel, the king tried to outlaw duels because the nobles kept killing each other. Dueling was considered a high form of art because peasants would just kill each other in the street. This was like mm. the official court-sponsored way of doing this. And the king was tired of watching no noble people die. Like, it's just not the best stakes. So he actually, this king thought that it was outlawed because it was never done, but it actually wasn't outlawed. So... Um, they had to go to trial, and in, even though they were speaking in French, there is a Latin translation of everything she said, every single thing she said. And that's the only reason that we know about this story, because this is a lot about believing women, yeah. hearing women, listening to women. And for some reason, the French court took the women seriously, and they actually did adjudicate rape really seriously. So, Well, I, I don't know if they took, like, if that's an accurate trans, translation, like, like, transcript i don't know if they took it that seriously given some of the questions they were asking her well that's the problem with but, the, co the court yeah it was a mix of royal I, we and, that and, trial, and, and clergy there were there were yeah, there was true. clergy there and they had to deal with rape but this is the church so when, when we got to that trial in my theater there was an almost violent and certainly a vocal reaction to and there were only like 25 people in there yeah. so like there, there were people almost like shouting at the screen they were that angry over some of the questions she was like some of what she was being put through yeah. in the trial just trying to get a yeah. message out so there's so much to talk about with this movie i definitely mm. want to talk about the ending but we, we should wait to get there later because the ending was definitely ridley scott talking to the audience a little bit um because there's sort of two endings yeah if you, if you know what i mean so we'll get there in a second but um the everybody was pissed in, in mind too where, where, where should we go? Should we talk about? I want to. I want to talk about. Like, let's talk about the like the actors themselves because, yeah, like, I think that's the way. To um, do it. Matt Damon was really good in this. Like, he, again, the trailer didn't do him justice. He he like he goes from proud and noble to like basically at the end he ends up as this boorish fucking creature who's yeah. like more obsessed with his fame than than his wife or yeah. her safety. And uh, it, it it's just a really good journey for him. And you just you watch him take it from both his own and two other people's perspectives. Yeah. And it's, I, I really like that. Um, Adam Driver delivers. Dude, that guy's on fire this year. It's great. And what a risky role. I mean, yeah. somebody's got to do it. Like, but he's, he shifts from like the, you know, the friend who seems to be getting ahead to like this sociopathic fucking social climber who yeah. sees himself as better than everyone, everyone. And it's, but he does it. His one character, it kind of remains consistent 
you just get more information about him. So he's his character doesn't change like Matt Damon's does, but everyone sees him the same way. Yeah, and but the, you just get the more information you get, the worse he looks. <laughs> his fucking mullet too doesn't help. But yes, um, that's exactly right. And I will say, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> And he plays it really well. And I've heard Adam Driver critics out there, and I don't know if it's because maybe the Star Wars script wasn't as posh as like some of the other things he's in. Also, by the way, Ridley Scott directed House of Gucci that's going to star Adam Driver Mm, and a whole bunch of people coming out soon. So what a big double year for them. Yeah, Jared Leto is unrecognizable in that. Oh my God. Yeah, what the hell? Him and Christian, he's like, he's like, oh fuck, Christian Bale played Dick Cheney. Like, God, what am I supposed to do next? Um, Okay, (laughs) so- Before we we do, I just want to just quickly, Jodie Comer, best on ground. In this film, yeah, it's it's too bad that she's the third villain here because again, this should be her story. Uh, and- well, it it is, but I I don't think it, her story would have been well would have punched as hard if we hadn't have gone through the first two versions. I agree, especially when you see her recognizing Matt Damon differently than we do because we see him yes. as this hero, and then when you realize that th- they believe that this th- this 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 duel is not a duel over. A, a woman this is a this is a property dispute in a way and yes, yes and yes it is judged harsher so um the the, the penalty and for, it's and it's not a crime against her it's a crime against him isn't that fucked up so the, as the, well the, pe- yeah. the punishment is that if the person is accused of committing rape if he is convicted then he does get killed and hanged and hung out in public like that is so they they knew that it was a serious crime but it's also so hard to prove especially back then that it almost never here's, happens here's to know to though, noble like, people when, what they set up with the jewel, it's like you realize if your husband loses, we burn you at the stake. That the stakes. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so like she's, she's sitting there waiting to go on to be set alight if he loses. Yeah. Like, so that goes with I was like, oh, this is a great story that's moving quickly, and it's like, oh my god, Adam Driver's story now. Okay, well, I'm very curious to see how this goes, and you start to see differences in his side, like just the performance, just the behavior. So this is what I was meaning about Adam Driver critics is a lot of people think he doesn't have range. Go see this movie because it looks like mm. he doesn't, but. He he he's doing like Alan Rickman stuff and and stuff that the great yeah. the great character actors are doing, but he's doing it as a leading man. And then the the Jodie Comer time for part three, these subtleties are very distinguishable. Even though it looks sounds like him, I, it's dude, really distinguishable. The one the one of the one scene that you see three times, pretty much the kiss scene. The kiss scene, yeah. And she plays it three diff- distinctly different She's ways, but they're yeah. so subtle. And I like I noticed it every time, and I'm like, that is yeah fucking brilliant that is like a masterclass in subtlety and by the time you get to her i mean she you are rooting for her so much not just because of the crime obviously which is the thing but she is she is she is the noble one not matt damon you know like um she is the 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 one who made the the most out of her station not adam driver Mm. she she outdoes them at their own things and so that when you see her point of view if you get through the the white man you know this is this is my wife this is yeah this is she loved me whatever the fuck they were saying when you get to her and you see these guys through her point of view it's like it's like you have a stake in your your fucking chest and you're just fear yeah i was like really fucking furious it was bad yeah i it was especially when you get to the court the trial which really is at the end of all three of these at the very end of the movie and they start asking the questions and all of these things. And you know who these guys are now, you know? So that's what I mean before, but I was like, it could just be Jodie Comer's story. But now I know who these guys want to be and who they actually are. And I think that was a very powerful journey, mm. even though I think some people might not get there. Some people really will be kind of put off pretty early. I understand. Yeah. But- the guy in the row in front of me was, he was checking his messages. 
God, it was so worth it. And the yeah. supporting cast is incredible. And they're, He's they're, dead now, by the way. The guy in front of you <laughs> from last week. Um, great supporting cast. I love that they made the choice that Jodie Comer has two women in her life. Her mother-in-law, who she hates, and her best friend. I just put, I gave my mm. middle finger. I didn't mean to, Dave. Sorry. Uh, the, the, be, the best friend doesn't believe her because Jodie Comer said in the past that Adam Driver's... I'm, I'm giving shit away about the movie. But let's just say they covered all bases. So this isn't just like... They really, they really through film... Gave mm. this a very 360 degree um, examination, and it's hard to. I know this kind of sounds weird, but it was also a very entertaining movie, even though the thing yeah. sucks so bad that it's it's hard to take away much else. But there was a lot of this movie that was just really good filmmaking and really good work. Yeah. Um, also, for anyone worried, the uh, the actual sexual assault is kind of it's not as brutal as they could have made it and i i really appreciated that um because they didn't go like i know that's going to trigger some audience uh, members no, who go yeah, and see it yeah but her performance during that the third scene like or the second scene because you only see it twice um yeah her performance where they just focus in on her face and that that is like gut-wrenching and that's so there's there is a little bit of a trigger here for like certain audience members to go and see this you know this again this uh, this could sound fucked up but but also a brilliant fucking performance it's it sounds it sounds kind of fucked up to say this but I, when they started when 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 i realized that they were going to show it again from her point of view because we saw it from his adam drivers first mm. and i was like fuck we're gonna have to see this again and then when i realized that it, it was different right because it was his point of view versus hers so even though the the staging is probably similar and again, this sounds a little fucked up, but it's almost like you needed to you needed to to see it from her point of view. Yes. And then that it, was the thing you needed to see just before that trial. And just what guys, even even ones like like Adam Driver, who probably knew that he committed, he he knew what he did, he knew what he did was wrong, but he was probably self justifying, yada yada yada. Well, he did. He's like, she's a lady. She put up the token resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking yeah. crazy. But to see it from, and then. It's, it's, yeah, nobody needs to see that kind of thing, but it's like experiencing, experiencing that. And then after seeing that, realizing that what she, what she was going to have to go through, that was just in some ways that was I, the beginning, you know, like of, I, well, of I, this I, I weird like, journey that she would have to go on for the rest of her life. It's yeah, like, I feel fuck, like they went man. as far as they could from a filmmaking perspective without going too far, but it was just perfect because it was exactly what was needed to get that message across. Yeah, and how how it was damn powerful. And what a touch of the the mother telling her to shut up, the mother in law telling her yeah. to be quiet, and then the girl's like, "No, but it's the truth. It's the truth." And the mother's like, "You don't get it, do you? I've been raped. Every woman's been raped. We we all have to be quiet so yeah. we can just move on with our lives. Can't you just please move on with your life?" And you're just like, "Holy fuck!" The perspective because here I am. I'm like, "Mom, can yeah. you leave her alone?" And it's like, "Well, she has. She knows more about this than me." Another example of me, Jeff, sitting there being like, "Just listen." I- just I listen, really want don't, don't input. One thing one thing I noticed when we got to like the duel itself and and the trial was the queen. Oh my god, yeah, the, the queen couple is... of aside looks and she's like, "Hang on a minute." And I was waiting for something, but I I wouldn't mind reading into it into the history and seeing if she stepped up later and went, "Okay, we're going to make some fucking changes here." Here's the thing, we might never know, but Yeah. But yeah, the queen and and you know, the king clearly wanted the the violence and he wanted the attention yeah. and the popularity. The king and all that was a fucking child. Yeah. The king was a child, yeah. But 
even him just kind of looking at the wife and realizing, oh, right, she sees this differently than me. Like even just those couple little subtleties, but yeah. not to praise him anymore. It, it was all because of mm. her, her, her subtlety. Yeah. Cause she did not have a big part, the queen, if she spoke at all, no. I don't think she spoke very much, but yeah, I, I saw that nope. for, both in the trial and then at the duel, like that was, that mm. was really, really good stuff. Um, yeah. So I think the, the takeaway here to pause the conversation, cause I feel like now I'm just giving more information away about this. Yep. <laughs> this movie makes you think about the story we all love historical nonfiction, let alone historical fiction. This is a real story that actually happened. And the fact that you that we walk away and we I, I can't stop thinking about the the stuff involved in this case. And and mm. I, I guess I'm I love the performances, I love the sets, I love all that kind of stuff. But all of it was meant to service this circumstance, this issue, this dispute. And that's what I'm drawn to talk about. Yeah. And I think that I mean, that's a good sign of this movie, yeah. right? I mean, reviewers were calling it the medi- medieval uh, Me Too movie. And they're absolutely right. I would be like, careful because I would be, I'd be careful because they really do they, they knock down the walls of the guys, but I yeah. personally wouldn't call it the Me Too movie. But anyway, no, keep going. I mean I it's it's definitely on point though. Yeah. Like it's it's not inaccurate. It's it's not inaccurate. I'm trying to think if and I had. It's also I'm I'm for for one. I would be very happy if everyone went and saw this movie. I think so too. I think I would too. And and you know what? I would love to see the female ver- a female response to this or female version of this for sure. Um, this is this. I know this sucks, and I don't know how to do historical pieces long term. But the the history of this is the dispute between the two guys about the rape of the woman, and we have her testimony. So we know what 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 the truth is, because I there's a difference between taking accusations seriously and believing women. And I think this yeah. crosses over into believing women. I don't think there's any reason that that we shouldn't listen to every fucking thing that this the actual Marguerite said in real life, even though it was translated by guys and written into a book of, of ledger or whatever. I think we should take that very, very, very seriously. Um I, I, there's, there's going to be, I don't know how to do history because the history is always about the guys. So that kind of mm. sucks. But I do think that the ending, if I can get there, um, yep. I think, I think really Scott does a, does a pretty good job with the ending. There's two endings. There's the ed- end of the duel in which the King, of course, always the men, but it's inspired by the, the queen, his wife says something like, congratulations to you and your wife. And then Matt Damon's like, thank you. And he's like, no, no, you're, you're white, your wife. Looked her, and Matt Damon's like, oh, yeah, fuck, right. This is really about her, not me. Yeah. Even though Matt Damon just, well, that's a real spoiler. But yeah, so turns to the wife, yada, yada, yada. And then he props her up. So everybody's cheering for both of them in essence. But then when they leave, he leaves first in front. And he's just waving at the crowd. And everybody's cheering yeah. for him. And she's, she's in she's the back. Just- expected to follow yeah and that could have been the end of the movie now i know that there's they could have easily done the title scroll at the end she lives for 30 more years raises the sun but he just he decides to show her in the garden and it's the happiest she is in the whole movie yeah and and he's dead yep and i think Um, that was i think that was big because he could have ended the movie at both places there's another reason i think they showed that because the kid was blonde well, yes, for sure. So it could they because there was some question about exactly whose kid it was, depending on you know when when the conception happened. So I feel like that was the last bit of like, yes, it was like Matt Damon's kid. How fucking furious were you when Matt Damon was like, "Come to bed with me"? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's like, he's like, I don't want the last time you were in bed to have been 
an assault. Yeah. So he's 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 saying it like he's being generous, and it's like if 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 you had any yeah, reason, like you fucking idiot. If you had any reason to think that this noble knight was like any semblance of a hero in this story, it's like fuck. That, well, that did it. Goes. That was gone. Yep. See ya. Also, what do you think about the horse scene? Now that I I teased it at the beginning, but that's that's um that's metaphor, right? Like that's there's a male yeah. horse that was trying to you know. Um, mm-hmm. against the mayor's will because that's nature and Matt Damon gets to decide whether or not yeah. it happens or not while Jodie Comer just sits back and watches I was like oh this is like a John Steinbeck-esque like um, metaphorical piece so I think mm. I think Ridley Scott I think he did a good even though he's probably self-aware and he understands his relationship to this story this situation I think based on the ending, I think I think he had some humility, and I think that was I think that was a good thing to do at the end. Hmm. What, what do you think about? Did you was, did, was the ending powerful for you besides the blonde kid? Um, no, I feel like it could have ended with him at the crowd and then I think scroll. So too. I I I I thought the uh, the last scene was good, but it kind of felt tacked on. But don't you think it? Don't you think they, he wanted to see her happy? Mm. Oh. Right, I forgot, I missed that. Don't you think he wanted her to be happy? Do you think he wanted to show that? And and he was dead too. So my theater I mean, laughed. Is, my theater laughed when that they, when that title scroll when he's like he died in the Crusades two years later, and she's just sitting there like smiling her ass off, like she doesn't give a fuck. Mm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get why he did it. It just it just kind of felt right. added on. Fair enough. For me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what else about the movie stuck out to you now that we've gotten through a lot of it? Um, I th- I feel like I liked. I mean, the the actors I can't get past really because they they were all phenomenal. Ben Affleck, I have not liked him in such a role since Batman. Yeah, yeah, he's this was this was great for him because it was small. He got to play two different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I felt like he rose to the challenge and he was really good in this. I think so too. I didn't recognize him at first. It took me like five seconds. I was like, oh yeah, fuck, uh-huh. it's Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um. Also, cinematography wise. It was completely invisible. I yeah. like it was there was nothing really to draw your attention to like there was no shot that made you go, Oh, that's 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 a shot, that's a camera shot. It just blended perfectly. And I feel like they both like him and the director both worked really, really well together. Yeah. This is so, this is Darius Wolski. Mm. who's been making movies since the 80s, everything from a bunch of Pirates movies to a lot of Ridley mm-hmm. Scott movies, including the newest Alien and Prometheus and The Martian, War Machine. Lo- yeah, a lot of shit. And House of Gucci yeah. coming up. No shit. What about you? Um, Anything else before we wrap it? I, I guess not. I just, a lot of this really stayed with me. And, and there's, more of the yeah. his, there's more of the history that the, the, the guy was saying. But what I will say to everybody watching it is it's pretty historically accurate. And even like little details, the, the movie, they were somehow able to get them in. Um, so It was very, very well crafted. It was really, yeah, it was like, really well yeah. crafted. But just even the, the way that they behaved, it's, it's even different than other med- medieval. I guess France was just different back then, but... It's a different medieval tale. This is kind of like mm. pre-medieval yeah. tale. So I just think if you like the history, if you like nonfiction, if you understand the moment we're in and how important these things are to, even if this isn't the perfect way of telling the story, to, to take it all in, to, to be witness and to listen and watch. I think, I think you can't go wrong. I think that this is a great um, cool. film for us to have seen. And that's the last tool. That's the last tool. Should we get into our <laughs> recommendations of the week? 
Let's let's bring it on back. First, Anyone who's still with us, yeah, <laughs> good for you. First things first, Dave. Your initial thoughts. I saw today via Twitter that Disney delays Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Um, Indiana Jones five, uh, Black Panther two, and Thor four. They're all delayed. Um, and removed at least one unnamed film off the slate that they seem to think might be Blade. It's gone. They just they uh, wiped it. Well, they, it it was never on the slate named. Um, so they might be just pulling it so they can rearrange depending on what's coming in. Either that or someone has gone, okay, we're planning something big. We need to shunt this stuff. Yeah. Like somebody Shit. may have walked, somebody may have walked in and pitched another Disney series and they're like, okay, we need to push everything back to fit this in. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, some of them push back like two, three months. I can wait that long. Like we're, we're getting Spider-Man yeah. and lots of stuff. And they, I think they get it after we, like they loaded us up with like one there was one year there were four marvel movies in a year yeah. and everybody got marvel fatigue and yeah. it was just like oh god and I'm like, okay yeah all right i'm gonna go and see it because i have to but um yeah i, I feel like they kind of balance them out because we're gonna get i think four next year still well we have but they're it, just backloading them a little but we had three series and then uh black widow shang chi um uh the the the, the eternals. Chi- eternals is coming out so I guess that's just three, right? Was there anyone? Yeah. I guess Venom, if you count that, but that was Sony. Um, And Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man. So there you go. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, next year you've got like, uh, well, actually, I think they're going to release it around Christmas. Uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Finally. It's coming out. Finally. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't wait for that, actually. Um, And then, you know, you've got season two of Loki. You've got all, yeah. Ms. Uh, um, Marvel still is yet to be. Uh, given a release date, I think it might be February. I think mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when, but and then yeah, that got not that Mar- got moved a little. Ma- not Marvel, but Disney, Mandalorian three. Are they are they going to wait on that a little bit, or is that going to come out around the holidays? Uh, no, there was delays with that. Yeah, fuck. Um, because they got Book of Fett out of the way first, I think. Mm-hmm. So we're getting that. Yeah, okay. And Obi Wan's wrapped as well. Oh my uh, god, so that's Disney coming. And the thing with these, because they're shooting them in the volume, there's not as much post-production to be done because it's all done pre-production now. So, you, yeah, you just edit and do a little touch-up and add whatever you need to. And, oh, uh, yeah, then you're on. And last bit of news, Ayatsi supposedly averted a, a strike and they have a tentative um, deal. What do you think? They Yeah, it's a tentative deal. Um, I'm glad they came back to the table because... That could have been disastrous. Could like disastrous. everyone's everyone's shows would have got cancelled and we're in a really good place right now. Like it would have stopped the entire entertainment industry in this country. <laughs> I know. I was thinking like SNL is live. Everything else we're used to delays now, but it's like, what about this stuff that we're not used to being delayed? Yeah. Uh, tight. Well, did you watch anything this week that you want to recommend everybody? Oh, I did. Um, I uh I I recommended it a while back. I caught season one of the um the show another another life it's mm-hmm. set in space it's it's almost like a netflix version of the expanse a little bit that's the only thing i can compare it to but it's a little bit more dramatic um they started season two uh this week and it's just got better nice um highly recommend it it it's a little bit brutal lots of fun ai gimmicks and stuff like that and i started midnight mass finally i jumped on the bandwagon oh my god yeah yeah and that I, looks I, cool. ca- I i called it in the first episode but i won't say any more than that but okay. i i call i called it what was going oh. on in the first episode but uh i'm only i think five episodes in so there's still time for twists. five that's good yeah, <laughs> yeah if i if i was if i was chloe and i were together we're 
doing grad school separately now, but when mm-hmm. we watched, we would have watched this because we were like, we loved the, watching the spooky things, but we didn't want yep. true Halloween stuff. So that was, that would have been on our list. Um, I finished uh, Squid Game the, uh, right after this past. Oh, yeah. Obviously great. Um, yeah. You don't need to hear it from me. And then Ted Lasso season two. So I was doing a little bit of catch up this week. And I'm sure if John wasn't in grad school, he would have seen Succession premiere this weekend as well. But John is in grad school and he saw nothing. And he saw not he a goddamn thing. He's not he's even imprisoned. this movie. But next week it's Dune, people. We're going to be talking about Dune. So we're very, very excited about that. Thank you all so much for staying with us for the last duel of Dave. Anything we should leave our friends with? Uh, John? Yeah, fuck John. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Bye, Phil Finn.